We've got fantasy baseball leagues kicking up. We're going to have some pointers and some inside info. We're going to talk about UFC. We're going to talk about the new MLB jerseys that are catching a lot of heat. We're going to have all this and more on this episode of the 643 Conspiracy Podcast. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Working audio is, is like flying a helicopter, and I don't fucking know how to fly a helicopter. Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Strap on your cleats and buckle up for a wild ride around the diamond of deception. Welcome to the 643 Conspiracy, where we swing for the truth. And knock conspiracy theories out of the park. This episode of the 643 Conspiracy Podcast is brought to you by our newest sponsor, Osceola Machine Works LLC. If you are a duck hunter or if you have any need for controlling water, for farming, agriculture, or anything, you can hit us up. We are the nation's leading manufacturer in water fouling and water controlling structures. You can find us at 500 South Walnut Street in Osceola, Arkansas, or you can give us a call at 870-563-5289. Open Monday through Friday, 7.30 through 4 o'clock Central. Give us a call. We'd love to take care of all your needs. We're a step above and always going to beat anybody else's prices. This show is also going to be brought to you by Pure Pet Wellness. Over at purepetwellness.com, you'll find the nation's leading line of pet CBD products made from all natural, locally sourced ingredients around the San Jose, California area, where Nico and his family run an amazing <laughs> outfit out of uh, out of San Jose. I'm a repeat customer. It's good for anxiety, skin irritations. It's good for uh any kind of calming needs you have they have a, a line of paw balms to keep those paws good and moisturized so go check out purepetwellness.com enter promo code 643 at checkout get yourself 20 percent off your order tell them hank sent you so with the housekeeping out of the way i'm your host hank and i'm joined this evening with my co-host chef kyle baby how you doing i'm doing good I'm battling this headache again because I made some mistakes last night. So I'm going to deal with it and suck it up. <laughs> and, you know, I'll probably repeat this again probably next weekend. So it happens you know. to the best of us, my friend. <laughs> well, buddy, we got some uh, big news for the listeners this evening. As of tonight, we're officially enjoy enjoying the, the presence of one Mr. Gavin We've had him on the show before. He's going to be joining us as a sports consultant, the sports guy, joining us uh, from Tennessee way over there next to them old Smoky Mountains, whose moonshine royally fucked me up last weekend. But <laughs> Gavin, we're 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 pleased to have you on, man. And uh, like we were saying offline, I know you're just getting started, but you've got a a good head of steam under you already. And we're excited to see where you end up, man. Appreciate you joining us and 
we hope you have fun with this adventure, dude. Yeah. Thank you for uh, you know having me and all that. I'm very excited to uh, bring in great sports content every week. And, uh, you know, appreciate you guys continuing to give me opportunities and all that good jazz. Absolutely, man. Um, go ahead and plug plug your stuff up front so the listeners know where where they can go find you on your own venture. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so I uh, just started a new channel, guys, and uh, it's called the MVP Cast. Okay, we uh, try to bring in daily content about baseball and football. You can find those uh, channels and episodes. We got YouTube. Okay, we got Spotify, and we got Apple Podcasting. Um, and all that good jazz, uh, MVP cast. And we, again, we talk about, uh, football and baseball and all that good jazz and bring both worlds together. Y'all make sure y'all give that man a, a follow, a subscribe, like his stuff, give him the five stars, give him the good ratings. If his stuff appeases you. And I know it will. I was highly impressed with his content and I'm man, the sky's the limit for you, brother. I, I feel like you're yeah. bringing something of substance over here to, just some two idiots that like yeah. to get together and ramble about things, but but uh, for like real a, though, uh, you're, you're really knowledgeable and you present your information incredibly well. Yeah, thank you. Um, kind of feels like a uh, baseball team. You know, you're the GM and bringing us all in together to make a good podcast episode. And I'm just excited for the team and all that. And, you know, we've got a good team here. We got, you know, obviously Kyle on the other hand. You know, knowing all his stuff with the mixed martial arts, and then football even though he's a dallas cowboys fan which is quite sad but you know <laughs> you can only do so much <laughs> wait we take what we can get around here beggars can't be choosers next <laughs> year baby that's our year <laughs> said every cowboys hey. fan next year we got this so uh next, man. it looks like as of right now we're gonna try to keep a <clears throat> the schedule looks like it's gonna going to be every tuesday me and gavin are going to record and i'll hopefully be releasing wednesday sports shows once again man like uh any of my og listeners know that was that was a weekly staple of the show when me and ryan first started and i'm really looking forward to bringing the wednesday sports shows back uh that that that's got a a, a spot near and dear to my heart and for a while, I got I got far and away off the path of what the six four three conspiracy truly was, and that's a sports show first and foremost. But we do get into the woo woo and the whatever. But it it feels really good to be be coming back home, like I'm rounding third and I'm coming in for you know I'm coming into home, baby, and and we're gonna be Lighting bringing this the home plate. Yeah, baby, we're gonna be bringing the sports shows back on a weekly basis, and so the Wednesday sports shows are going to be back unless life decides that we're not going to do that but that's going to be the plan going forward man and it's going to be great yep absolutely really be great. very excited well gentlemen for the for the main topic of discussion for tonight the the majority of it anyhow uh we're starting a fantasy baseball league the 643 Conspiracy Podcast is officially hosting a fantasy baseball league on ESPN Fantasy Sports. Uh, to anybody that would like to join, we have 15 open spots, and I will leave the uh, entry period open until at least March 15th or 16th. Then we'll close it and run the draft before the 20th, and then March 20th is the official start date. Depending on how many people we ultimately end up getting into it, we might put some 
put some money in the line and you know might make somebody's day at the at the at the end of the year in November when the league finally wraps up the season but if not then we'll we'll just have fun without it anyway I'm looking forward to it so we will have the link to the fantasy league available um in the show notes and also you can message me and get it from me directly looking forward to that um gavin i know you and kyle yourself y'all have already joined and we've got Corey swags in there and um the the gentleman from looking back through my messages the mile high conspiracies has joined reached out and said that he's always down to join a, a conspiracy baseball league. So, so that's Dude, cool. What? We appreciate mile high conspiracies for joining the league. So we've got five Dude. entries so far and 15 open spots. And Hey, it's, it's going to be a fun year because a lot is shaken up over the off season. And this is going to be a, a great way to keep informed on what happens on a weekly basis within the league. Is this the is this the podcast? The Mile High is it Mile Higher podcast? It's the this one. Yeah. The 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 pyramid mountain with the eye in it. Yes, dude. Holy shit, that is so crazy, dude. I that just reminds reminds me. <clears throat> I started listening to to this podcast like before any other conspiracy podcast I listened to fuck like two or three years ago. And they're out of Colorado, I believe. And that, that is so fucking crazy. Oh, my mind's blown right now. What a great show. I, I'm going to go back and listen to them this week. It's been a while. But yeah, they're fucking awesome podcasts. That's really weird that that, that happened. Mm -hmm. But it happened. So that's great. Cool. Let's uh, go. Beautiful world of networking. Yes, dude. That's that so up. wild. So wild. My head's fucking blown. Well, I found an article on the ESPN fantasy app. And that's one thing I love about that app. And one of the reasons why I chose to go with the ESPN fantasy app was because it's not only a platform for the leagues, but it's directly right under where you click on your league. It's articles and videos of things that are only tailored to the fantasy league aspects. So it's not going to be just some random article about what Joe Schmo did on a Tuesday it's going to be about, you know, who you should be taking, who you should like, who you should be looking at as dark, dark horse picks, you know, sneaky, good picks. It's going to be who to stay away from all that good stuff. But I know that I'm not the only new person to fantasy baseball. And this article, it's from the 14th, so it's a little dated, but it's still relevant. And it kind of gives us a, a, a brief little surface view of what fantasy baseball is and it says that default rosters include 16 starters you're going to get seven pitchers of any kind that can be starters or relievers along with a catcher a first baseman second baseman third baseman and a shortstop you're going to get three outfielders and a utility player a utility player can be any position and is also the only slot to allow a DH only position. So 
you're going to get your nine starters plus a guy. And then there's going to be three bench spots for this fantasy league. So in total, you'll have 16 starters. Hitters score one point for every base reached via hit, as well as each walk, run, RBI, and stolen base. They will lose a point when they strike out. Pitchers earn a point for every out they record and an extra point for a strikeout as well as two points for a win or a hold. Saves are worth five points each. Pitchers lose two points per run allowed, one point per base runner, and two points for a loss. So, just a a, a brief little introduction to the structure of the league and um like i said this article is on the espn fantasy app so if anybody it's a headlined fantasy baseball head-to-head points mock draft that's where i pulled those two uh paragraphs from but that's just a kind of surface view structure of what's going to go on of course it's much more in-depth than that but pretty much that's a basic outline of how the Points are going to be tallied and how the rosters are going to be structured. That's awesome, dude. I'm excited. <clears throat> I'm excited for this. Um, I haven't played. This is my first year, obviously, uh, playing fantasy football, but it brings me back when? because when I was like, I think I was in like fourth or fifth grade, we actually did fantasy baseball in class. Oh, that's cool. So it was obviously it wasn't via phones or anything, but it was a lot of fun. And I got to learn about kind of how it works. So this is going to be a a nice refresher for me. And I'm ready to take that gold home. Just saying. Let's go. We'll see. Well, Gavin, I know you've got a lot to say. You've done your homework. I'm impressed before I'm even impressed because you come prepared with a notebook with stuff written on some pages (laughs) that that really – tickles my pickle and and makes me happy because that reminds me of how hard I used to get into the being prepared for each episode before I just decided, you know what, I'm just winging it. <laughs> Ever but but um why don't you give our listeners a an idea when you're doing your drafts because you're you're an experienced you're out of the three of us you're the only one that's actually done this before so when you're in a draft what regardless of what position you know i don't want to get stuck in the technicalities of drafting certain players here or there depending on your order in the draft but when it's when when gavin's on the clock what a what what are you looking for in your player for your fantasy league there's a lot of uh, a lot of technicality and like knowledge that you gotta you know think about in the long run, right? It's not just about that pick that you're picking right now. You know whether you have the first pick or the ninth pick or you know even the fifth pick. There's a lot of stuff you got to think about. Okay, if I get this guy now, what's going to be left on the board so I can get the next guy in the next round? And um, you know you got guys, players. You got to think about. You got to look at their history with their career, and you know are they a solid rotational player inside uh, inside the team that you have, whether it's a utility player or if it's a position-only player that you can only put in that utility spot or pitchers, you know, you can have any type of pitcher inside, you know, your 
team, but if you don't, you have over like too many starting pitchers or too many relieving pitchers, you're not going to get that amount of points to get you to the next level of, you know, beating your opponent. So you right. got, you can even put in examples like this with the outfielders, right? You draft Mike Trout in the first round because it's Mike Trout and he's one of the best players in baseball, but you got to think, well, he's injury prone every single year. And ever since he got that 429 contract, you know, he's been injured ever since. So you got to bring in a complimentary uh, outfielder to back him up. It's just like football, you know, with right. having in this young core, having uh, good backup backups to rotate around. So you draft somebody like Cedric Mullins or um, if you get lucky, Aaron Judge. And there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Um, and I think the biggest thing is making sure you are set up, you set yourself up correctly for the next round. Because those players can go by in a matter of a pick. Yep. So. Yep. It's good stuff. <clears throat> Kyle, when you think about it, having never done it, especially being somebody who isn't particularly well-versed in <clears throat> who's injury-prone, who's not injury-prone, are you going to be – now, obviously, you know I'm going you know to help you draft your team. Even though we're technically <laughs> going to be competing against each other, you know, I've got your back, bro. But are you going to like, is this a, a matter of watching some videos or reading some articles or are you just going <laughs> to rely on the projections that the app tells you? Because I did a, you can, you can, and I highly advise you do that. There's a way to do mock drafts on the ESPN app so that when you're doing it, when we do it for the league, it's not brand new to you. When you when you're in your draft, like you don't have to pick in a certain order. You can pick any player at any time. <clears throat> but it tells you projections on what they're expected to do. So there's the do your homework, try to be as prepared and familiarize yourself with as many names, or you could just lean on the app to trust on the projections and trust in the numbers. So I, I'm going to kind of use, you know, the same style of technique that I use with fantasy football. And one of the things that I've learned, in my opinion, at least when it comes to football, is those projections don't mean dog shit to me. Um, <clears throat> I think it was my first year playing fantasy football. Um, I didn't know a whole, all I knew was a few Cowboys players and I knew a few quarterbacks, but I didn't know like a lot of the names were not like uh, fresh in my, in my memory. I didn't know exactly who was who. So I did go down that route. Um, and then I learned really quickly that, that cause I, the projections are based off of, I believe the year prior sure, and maybe not even the year prior, maybe it's like a combination of the years that that player has played, but um I've done that. Like I said, I've done that before and it didn't really work out too well for me. Um, what, what Gavin said too, is something that I'm going to, I want to do is figure out which players are more injury prone because I've noticed that also in, in like football is like, dude could have got injured towards the end of the year. Is he going to be healthy come the next year? Um, is that an injury that can, you know, be reoccurring depending on the injury you know what i'm saying like I, I feel like some injuries sure uh once you have that injury that injury can pop up multiple times throughout the the career of said player 
so yeah, I'm definitely going to be doing um, a little bit of re lot of lot of bit, little bit, a little lot of bit of research. I'm going to be watching some videos. I'm literally going to going to pop into YouTube uh, fantasy baseball for beginners and start there or fantasy baseball for dummies and start there. And um, yeah, and then hopefully get a couple of uh, mock drafts in. So I'm kind of prepared, kind of have a general idea about what I'm doing. Um, sure. I don't know, like, is there a, is there a specific, because when it comes to fantasy football, you know, what I've always done is I always start with like wide receivers and running backs. And I don't start picking up. The last thing I do is a defense. And what always fucks me up is that I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I have like a general outline. I print up a bunch of uh, all the players. I print up the sheets. I get my highlighter and I start highlighting the players that I want, knowing that I'm not going to get all of them. And then um, obviously get yourself a nice little backup plan because shit happens, especially when we're talking like usually in, in, in football, fantasy football, right? We usually run like 10 to 12 players. And it seems like with fantasy baseball, there's a lot more players. There's a lot more chances that you're not going to get the players that you're looking for. Yeah. But what I was going to say is, is typically, yeah, you, you know, you're going to go with your running backs. You're going to go with your wide receivers until that one asshole decides I'm going to go pick up a quarterback right now. And then as soon as the quarter, as soon as one person gets a quarterback, then everyone yeah. stops what they're doing and everyone's going for the quarterback. So I got to get the feel for baseball. Like who's, are you going to want to go for pitchers first? Or are you going to be wanting to go See, for like great outfielders? Million dollar question. Yeah. So I'm excited to figure this out. So we'll be uh, in between now and, and March when we decide to roll this out or when you decide to roll this out, I'll be picking y'all's brains um, and trying sure. to get as much information as possible so I can take home that W. On a podcasting working. front, you can tune in to Locked On Fantasy yep. uh, at least probably five days a week, I would assume. <clears throat> the the locked on sports podcast ch uh, channels are really awesome. They've if you've got a, a a team, they've got a locked on channel for it. Uh, hell, there's even a locked on Razorbacks that I listen to. So uh, locked on fantasy would probably be a good one. I'm sure that you could probably Google, you know, top baseball fantasy podcasts. But uh, there's information out there. But but Gavin, I wanna I wanna hear your your opinions on let's say we had a draft going right now. Run me through who you think are some deadlocks, who you if they're available when it's your turn to pick, regardless of you, you, let's just take it as a as a as a fresh you know, nobody's you've got a wide open team. Tell me who you've gotta have on your team. You know, I don't know if it's necessarily smart to give you my ideas because, you know, I'm going to be competing against you in a couple of weeks. So I don't know if I want to be doing that. Um, He's on to me. Oh, I mean, that's, you know what, there, that's the beauty of the sport of baseball and fantasy is that there's not, it's not like fantasy baseball or basketball where, you know, certain amount of position gets you more points. You have to have a well-balanced team, um, especially in, you know, you can have the best of best of pitchers, but you, you have to also think about you're going to have to have some starting pitchers and really pitchers, and not all of them are playing every single day. Exactly. And I think the biggest thing in any fantasy app 
um, or sport, but I think the biggest one is baseball is you got to have good depth because these players are playing every single day, playing, you know, very fast pitched with these, all these uh, different restrictions now with the clock and um, a lot can happen onto their body and get injured. So you got to have a good, well-balanced team to get yourself set up. And that's why, in my in my eyes, you know, going back to saying setting you up, I like how I like to do my stuff. Um, at least is the, every draft is different. You're not going to have a set in goal with these drafts because of how much value each every single position brings to you, and you want to have the best team you can possibly heal or put up against your opponent. Um, so, like, I mean, I can just give examples. Um, you know, I know we talked about earlier um, off when we're offline about like my team I have right now because I have my own fantasy team. And uh, I, uh, so going into the draft, I had the ninth pick out of the 10 people and I drafted Aaron Judge first because outfielders typically are more power hitters and they get you a lot of home runs and their errors won't necessarily hurt you so much um, because it's really hard to make errors inside the outfield. Um, knocking on wood that the Braves don't do that this year. Um, <laughs> um, so I went with Aaron Judge first and I got... Next pitch, I was like, okay, well, you know, pitchers go by very quickly, um, and pitchers can get injured um, very easily. You know, they're pitching, whether it's relievers or starters. So I got myself Kevin Gossman because Kevin Gossman's, you have to think too, where are they going to be at in the rotation and how much are there, is their usage going to ha- like um, be used in this season? And Kevin Gossman's obviously, when you think of Blue Jays, you're thinking of Kevin Gossman, and uh, he's their ace, so I picked him up. And then, again, it's it's so hard to really describe what's going to happen inside the draft. Or like what's, so if I go for a uh, fielder, pitcher, fielder, pitcher, it's tough because there's every player can get taken. Um, going back to you know, those locks, um, I think your number one goal is are they an everyday starter if they're going to be in the field? Are they going to be putting you up consistent you know, at bats and stuff and getting you somewhat – stats every single day you want to at least have players that are putting up 10 points at least a week or even 15 points a week because you don't want to be you know within five points and that one day of you know that person that got sat because he's being subpar in the season sure so going into the uh the goal with each position is you want to make sure that they're an everyday starter Okay, you want to make sure that they are consistently hitting because at the end of the day, especially for offense, that hitting is going to get you where you want to go. And likewise with the pitching, you want to make sure their strikeout percentage is high. You want to make sure their ERA is low. You want to make sure that their their whip is somewhat in within the ones between the ones and the zero point eights because that shows that they're throwing strikes. So you're 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 you want a pitcher that's going to go deep into innings, whether it's a starter. You want to make sure that they're likely of their starts and percentages that they go within five to seven innings because you don't want to have a starter that's going to get, you know, mashed on within three innings. And then he's given up seven innings or seven runs because their situation with the team is, is messed up because, you know, whether it's bullpen usage and all that stuff um, and all that good jazz. So when it comes to relievers, you want a reliever that's going to be in, you know, good situations a lot, whether it's saves or it's, you know, a tight game or, Hell, if it's even a, a a position where, you know, your your starter got mashed on, so that extra pitcher gets uh, more uh, innings for the rest of the game. Sure, sure. 
So do you fantasy fantasy football? It's a week. It's a each each it's it's it goes by weeks, right? So you play one person that whole week. So you have, you know, your Monday night, your Thursday night, your Sunday night games that are all going to matter and go towards your final score is bait with fantasy baseball. Is this a, like a daily, like you, you play per day or is it like a combination of all your players throughout the week? So uh, pretty much how it goes for each week, you play your opponent, you'll play them for the whole week. Okay. And how you've never done any fantasy sports, whether it's basketball, baseball, it's just been football. Yep. Okay. So what you're going to do is you have to uh, change out your starter pitchings. Um, It's every day since games are every day. You want to rotate your, your pitching around a lot because those starters are going to get you at least one to two starts a week. So you want to make sure you're rotating them all around to get you the most points. When it comes to the offense side, depending on injuries or, Again, that usage of them playing inside the game if they're consistent everyday starters, you want to kind of not mess with that, especially if they're your power hitters. Like if you have Acuna or Mike Trout, uh, Seager, all those type of guys. But if you have like utility spots um, where you want to sub that person out because they're not playing that day, you can. So it's more of like you got to change out your lineup consistently each day to make sure you are getting as much points as possible. Okay, you're maximizing your roster knowing like when they're what games are going to be happening okay yeah. that makes sense you so don't want to like have it... a guy sitting on your bench that is going to be playing a game whilst you're starting somebody that's not playing in a game okay yeah so that makes sense that kind of that kind of goes kind of towards uh kind of the same thing with football right you have your your you have injuries obviously then you have bye weeks and you want to make sure you're switching your players out um Okay. Thing yeah, with that baseball is yeah, they... though, that that there's between the thirty teams, there's going to be just about a game on every single day. So with so that's, with that the way fantasy fun. is, you could have sixteen guys from sixteen different teams, and that's sixteen different schedules that you're going to have to keep up with. And you know, I'm excited for the challenge. Oh, it yeah. seems like you also... have to be a little bit more. You have to be. You have to be a little bit more tentative and, and paying more attention than, like, I can switch my too. team around. On for football, I can switch my team around on say Saturday, and I'm set for the week, and I really don't have to pay too much attention to it, um, unless someone's like questionable. As far as are, are they going to be playing? Sometimes you don't know until the day of game, the day of the game. Uh, but yeah, what were you going to say, Gavin? Also, too. Um, when you go on the app, it's going to tell you if they're starting or they're playing every day. Um, they give out what you want to check to if you are, you know, when you're attending it, you want to look at the pl- the team's lineups each day to see if that p- specific players inside that lineup. Um, because if they're not in that lineup, then you would have, again, going back to what Hank said, you want to take that guy who is in your bench, put him in that spot. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yep. So you want Gavin- a lot of guys. Sorry. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You want a lot of guys too on your team, especially your bench players, to have multiple positions um, that they play. Whether it's like, a, for example, Trey Turner, he plays shortstop and second base, so you can put him in that shortstop slot or that second base slot. Rather, when you have Odell Cruz, okay, 
he's not going to really be useful unless he's in that utility spot or that shortstop spot. You want to have a whole variety of, of, of lead way because that's going to give you a lot of uh, cushion when it comes to your team. You want to have okay. your bases covered. Yep. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Okay. So, uh, Gavin, Gavin, give a, give us a, 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 give me five guys who you think are going to be some sneaky, sneaky good picks this year. Give me five guys who aren't your tier one or top of tier two guys. Some, some guys that aren't going to be your first thought, you know, the the mad rush for players who are going to be five guys that you might can catch in a later round and get good value out of yeah and uh like going back to you know every pick counts so you want to have a lot of guys that are sneaky picks um so i got a little list and i think you know there's a lot of variety of players that they're going to be really good this year um but to start off there's gunner henderson he's a shortstop for baltimore Guys have, you know, he's been solid, has solid, you know, 2023 seasons, average really high, hits were really good, striked out, what strikeouts weren't really that much. He was solid on defense. His uh, fielding percentage was really high in the 950s. Um, another guy, and this, this spot's really fragile, it's Logan O'Hoppy. Um, Logan O'Hoppy with the Angels put up solid numbers, and then Great he had pick. that, obviously, that, yep, he had that shoulder tear and uh, kind of, Messed up up and but he he he's a great uh catcher. You know, when before he got traded uh to the Angels, he was Philly's number one prospect yep. um for, for the catcher's position. And you know, knowing how the Angels are, their farm system's really bad. So he was number one for the Angels too. And then sure. next year, yep, next year he got brought up. Um I'm sticking with the Angels here. I'm gonna go with Zach Neto. Um Zach Neto's a great pick. Yep, short, he's a shortstop for them. He's going to be playing every day. Um, he's again, he went in the first round. He was the 14th overall pick for a reason. Um, dude was very solid and uh, put up great numbers. And uh, I don't know if you guys know this guy. Um, the Angels have kind of set them up so, themselves up with their picks really good. So um, I'm going to go with Nolan Chanel. I, I, excuse me if I uh, messed up his name. Um, he's the first base, um, and he was actually drafted this year. Are in 2023, and uh, he's a first baseman. He play a little bit of outfield too, um, and dude mashes baseballs. He's going to be that guy that hits for average, so that's going to get you some good points in that utility spot. Okay, and another guy that uh, I think is the Ellie De La Cruz clone. Um, but they, they fun. It's funny that they have you know the same name. It's O'Neill Cruz for the Pirates. Um, before he got you know injured last year, O'Neill Cruz hit the ball hard. He is the definition of a five-tool player. He's going to you know, throw the ball really hard from shortstop. He's going to get you a lot of home runs because he's a power hitter, but he can get you a lot of doubles, and that slug percentage is going to be really good. So I'm going with O'Neill Cruz there um, late in the rounds. I think he's probably a good fifth or sixth pick, uh, round pick for sure. Um, he's sure. got still a lot of proof because, again, he's just coming off of injury, but he did show a ton of promise. Um, and I think if he didn't get injured, he'd easily be a top 10 shortstop uh, during the league. Sure. So the uh, next guy I have, he's a part of the Manners. It's Ty France. Ty France is a very uh, good power hitter, hits a lot of home runs. Again, percentages for the fielding is going to be really good, so you're not going to have a lot of errors in that position. Um, again, knocking on wood because all these picks, I, it would represent right. me and all that <laughs> knowledge. So, um, yeah, good uh, power hitter. He can If he needs you in clutch situations, he can get you some singles inside the game as well. So a lot of home runs, a lot of slug. And that's the biggest thing, too, um, when it comes to slugging is you, that extra amount of points, whether it's doubles or triples, 
it's going to get you uh, more points in the long run. Absolutely. So going into uh, pitchers now, I got Eduardo uh, Rodriguez. Um, played for the Tigers um, last year. He put up a, a 3.3 ERA. Strikeouts were really good. And uh, I think he's since he's on the Diamondbacks, he's going to be that uh, probably that number two, number three starter. I think uh, there's still some players in front of him that are younger, but I think yeah. he's going to be a solid uh, pitcher. Hell, he, even in the fourth spot in that rotation, he's still going to get you a lot of points because he's going to go deep inside the game. Absolutely. Okay, next guy I have is Zach Wheeler. Um, Zach Wheeler is the number two. Um, number two, obviously, wrote, uh, spot for the Phillies rotation. I don't know if he's going to go deep. Um, into the draft because, again, Phillies have a, a very strong uh, rotation. Again, a guy that you can rely on, he's durable, and he gets you a lot of strikeouts, so more Absolutely. percentages and all that good jazz. Um, now, with pitchers or with relievers, this one typically is like, Kyle, if you think about defenses, that's going to come with relievers too. Um, relievers are a little tricky because they don't play every day. Um, and it's just, and even like starting pitchers don't play every day, but Relievers only pitch one to three innings at most, typically. So um, you got to really go deep into your 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 thinking of how your bullpen is going to go. Sure. And that's Emmanuel Classe for me. Um, I know he uh, again. You he's you know the name. He's uh, a great Guardians pitcher, and uh, his he had forty four saves in twenty twenty three with a three point two ERA. And I think he's got a lot of proof because it kind of seemed like he had a down year. And it's crazy that we're saying he had a down year, but. Um, he, uh, I think he's going to be really solid. And uh, you got Canley Jansen as well. Um, Canley Jansen's another guy that uh, I think would probably go in the seventh or eighth round. Again, a guy you can rely on a lot. He does give up a little bit of homers, but again, that comes with uh, the game of baseball. Um, another guy on the Angels is Carlos Estevez. Um, you know, Carlos Estevez put up a lot of closing percentages, and he. Uh, molded himself into that closing spot and he went i know watching you know the angels for a little bit last year he had oh he went from like 25 for 25 in saves and opportunities and all that good jazz so uh he's a a good solid pick there's a lot of so many players we can go on and go on about um again it's just it's a lot um but you mentioned some absolute studs man that i do believe for the most part are under the radar picks if i could throw any into that pool i would start in oakland and get their lone bright spot pretty much for the year um ryan noda he's a young left-handed infielder i think he plays first he gets a lot of walks he Mm -hmm. does have pop in the stick it's got a pretty swing he was a rookie last year ryan noda if um the turmoil that's going on with Oakland doesn't just completely disrupt any kind of normalcy for the athletics this year. You could look for Ryan Noda to be a sneaky good bench player, I think. Uh, plug him against Roddy's. I think his splits were okay for a rookie. I'm not sure if he's going to end up being a true uh, lefty stick that can hit against lefties as well. But uh, if he's, if you, if you're, if you think that you're going to see Ryan know to face some righties, I definitely think he could be in your starting lineup. Another lefty stick that is certified boom stick. I'm talking big boy power. And I'm, I'm 
going home to St. Louis on this one is going to be second baseman, third year player, Nolan Gorman. Nolan Gorman, if he can stay healthy and he can stay on, can be one of the few in MLB history to be part of the 40 homer club for a second baseman. And he can do it with ease. He had a horrible July last year that kept him from being top top 10 in most batting stats across the board. Nolan Gorman has a good glove. He He's prone to the occasional hiccup. But being a young, he's, he's not the speedy Tatis. He's not the speedy O'Neill Cruz, but he's shifty. He, he anticipates the ball. Well, I, I think, I think the number of errors that you can expect from him are minimal. And I think that the power that he's going to provide for your lineup is going to more than cover any errors. He does make look for Nolan Gorman to be a, uh, mid to late round gym that you can pick up. And I have seen him mash against lefties. So he's not so, just depending on who the lefty is, you could possibly leave him in your lineup. Um, I would I would throw in the pitching situation um starting in the bullpen staying in St. Louis I think Andrew Kittredge the recent acquisition from the Tampa Bay Rays is going to take a lot of pressure off of the all-star closer Ryan Helsley Andrew Kittredge is a little long in the tooth but that's okay we like them seasoned as I like to call them in St. Louis they're not old they're seasoned they're veterans. Um, Andrew Kittredge has great swing and miss stuff. He's not not no, somebody you think it was be injury prone. Um, he's going to be used in high leverage situations. He's going to be used late in games. So you're not going to see Andrew Kittredge come out in the fifth inning unless it's a, a, a – Mayday, you know, the ship's on fire and we got to have somebody come in and lock it down quick. But you can expect to see Andrew Kittredge three times a week in the eighth or ninth inning closing games down. Um, other relievers that I think of that are going to have a sneaky good year is uh, Aaron Loop. I think the 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 lefty Aaron Loop is going to have a good year. Um, oh, I'm a, okay. I'm a, I'm a I'm a fan of Aaron Loop, man. He's got a funky delivery on his on his you know his he he comes out of a weird angle. He's got a good pitch mix. I think he's I think Aaron Loop's gonna have an up year. I can't. I mean, it's a little tough with Aaron Loop because um, my family are a big Angel fans, so I've had to watch sadly a lot of Angels baseball when the Braves games were on. Um, but watching Aaron Loop and what he did. Before he joined the Angels, I think that, again when he, he was with the, the Padres, he was really good. Really good. He was even really solid too. If you look at him in uh, New York with the Mets, with the Mets, yep, yep, good stuff. Um, Loop, the thing with Loop, and you're right, that delivery is funky. It's the, he can't, he has to hit his spots because his pitching style is good. But if he's hanging those 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 sinkers and those changeups and those sliders, they're gonna get mashed because he's only topping out around. 89 to maybe 91 if he's lucky on a good day for his, his sinker and his slider is around 83 to, to 85 and so it's again if those pitches are hung all the batters have to do is just sit back and just mash that ball 
So um, he is a and sneaky you're pick. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I can't, there and is I a agree. Lot of risk. I, I, I agree, but, but again, I feel like if he's on and he's hitting his spots, he's just as nasty as the the Classes and the Ryan Helsleys that are throwing one hundred plus mile an hour gas. Well, in going back to the gas, okay, you could even throw in Felix Batista in that role, okay? That killed Baltimore last year. I feel like if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, they're probably gonna make it through the AL playoffs. I think I think if they had Felix Batista, they're easily gonna get into you know past their first round. Sure. Um, that bullpen, that bullpen was deep for sure. There was a lot of pitchers in that you know that bullpen that got them far. But again, there's just a certain amount of dominance that Felix Batista comes out when he goes there. It's like I'm not messing around. We're closing this game out. And we're going home. Um, and that's why I think Felix Batista would be another good sneaky pick because he throws mm-hmm. hard. His saving percentage is really high. Is he going to be back this was year? Really yeah, he's going to. So he had a – I forgot what the injury was, but he's supposed to be back this year. Um, okay. Thinking it's around May, June-ish time. That sounds about um, right, yeah. Yep. Um, he's he's going to – his delayed – or his start's going to be delayed. Um, and then you also have guys like Tyler O'Neill from the Boston Ooh. Red Sox. See, I know he was a Cardinal – I have nothing but negativity to say about Tyler O'Neill. I never liked him. I'm so glad he's gone. Really? Really. He does okay. not. <laughs> the best thing that could have happened for him was playing mm-hmm. is to get moved to Boston and play in the non-existent left field because he does not like to hustle. I can agree and I'm not that. talking about cause... the base running. I watched that man for three or four years jack around the outfield and and it was frustrating because he has elite speed but just no care to get to the ball like he'll he'll try just enough to let you know he could have if he would have been committed from the jump but i mean he had that one good year in uh what was that 21 or 22 but i'm not a i'm not an o'neill fan but if he does do what tyler o'neill did in 21 you're going to have uh, an incredibly uh, amazing production out of your outfielder pick when he's when he's on the bump. Why don't you say that, too? Because if you even go back to the uh, baseball classic, um, the world of baseball classic, when he was playing for Canada, um, there was only two players you can really think of that were on Canada. Mm-hmm. That's Freddie Freeman and Tyler O'Neill. Tyler mm-hmm. O'Neill mashed a lot of baseballs, and it's crazy because – he did have again. He did have a lazy year um, going into the Cardinals. It could be because of contracts or you know situations inside the clubhouse. You know, and sure. I think giving him a fresh start is going to get him back to that twenty twenty one form. Because let's be honest, when he hustles, he does put up good numbers. He he hits the ball. He's fast. He do- has a good arm. Dude's built like freaking a gym rat, but he uh, gets the job done sometimes. I want to talk about uh, one more guy that I want to bring up. Let this stew in your mind while we talk about this next player. Uh, We're going to bring up one person to stay away from for drafting, and then we're going to wrap up this segment and move on. Um, But we were talking, Gavin, before we hit the go button, about the Yankees offseason acquisition of starting pitcher Marcus Stroman. Mm -hmm. Um. Give me some, give me some pros for, for if if Marcus Stroman because he I feel like he's going to be a a top third 
he's not going to fall below the middle of the the draft if it's being you know if people are thinking properly i don't feel like he's going to be available in the late rounds i feel like if it was me he's probably one of the ones i'm i'm drafting closer to the top than the bottom but but give me some give me some reasons why you would draft marcus stroman well, you got to think about scenery and all that. He grew up being obviously Yankees fan, and he, he wanted to stay with Chicago, and Chicago, you know, rejected that offer. So he has a chip on his shoulder, and I know that he wants to. He, he's playing for his favorite team now, and he has that 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 ace and that pitching staff, you know, behind him and that strong offense. Um, I actually in one of my episodes I talked about how I don't believe in the Yankees, but I do believe in Marcus Stroman. Sure, and Stroman. When he was playing with the Cubs, his ERA isn't so convincing sometimes. Um, but if you really look into the games, um, dude was pitching good, you know, high-velocity fastballs with a solid breaking ball. And he was durable, and he had a lot of stamina to back his career or his game up. And I think that why Marcus Stroman is going to be a solid pick. And if he's in somehow in the fourth or fifth round, um, I take him um, because he also – Garrett Cole – right in front of him. So you have, absolutely you have that, that veteran presence and, you know, he can give him a good tip on some things and all that and help him out as long with that, uh, New York, uh, pitching staff and their pitching staff is great. They also have guys like Carlos Rondon and they have guys like, uh, um, Nestor Cortez. So I think Marcus Stroman's going to be in the second or third spot in the rotation. So it gives him a lot of leadway when it comes to, um, uh, points and getting him starts because he's going to be used a lot. I like it. And you got to think that the Yankees as an organization isn't going to allow Marcus Stroman to deviate back to some of his old ways where he was a hothead. Um, you know, there's nothing wrong with some good emotion in baseball. You know, I, I like to see players get pumped up with the with the rest of them. But um, for the same reasons, Aroldis Chapman's still not with – with uh, New York, it well maybe not the only reason, but because he couldn't keep a ball in the park to save his life at the end of his career. But um, I don't think I don't think that Marcus Stroman's attitude is going to be a detriment as much as it could be on other teams where the atmosphere is a little more forgiving. You know what I'm saying? You have to also think too. He's he's growing up, so he's that maturity level is going to kick in a lot more and he doesn't want to make a bad impression with the Yankees because Marcus Stroman, even with the Cubs, he wanted to stay with the Cubs because he wanted a long-term contract. He wanted to get paid. So he can't afford to, to become a hothead again and get too emotional where his game is falling off because who's else is going to pick him up um, if he does, has a bad year, you know? Absolutely. I mean, unless you're the angels, but that's, or the A's, but yeah. So, yeah. Let's quickly, I don't want to spend just too much time on it, but briefly give me somebody that at all co- at all costs you, you should avoid drafting at any point in the in the draft for your fantasy team. Um Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon. Um I think you should avoid older players. Um Chris Sale on the Braves. Sure. I think Chris Sale should be avoided. Wilson Contreras on the catching. Um, Ouch. Corbin, sorry, no offense. Uh, Corbin <laughs> Burns. Um, Corbin Burns was having a down year. Really? And his stuff is, 
I do. I, yep. You don't think that the move to Baltimore is going to rejuvenate him? Maybe. He's also, you have to also think about in terms of he's, he's getting older. He has a lot of pressure on his shoulders because the Baltimore, the Baltimore is going to use him a lot. And I will gladly admit, if he proves me wrong, I will gladly admit I was being stupid and all that because he, when he was doing his stuff in Milwaukee, amazing pitcher. But I think because his stuff is going downhill um, in terms of like last year, he's getting older. And he, again, the, the pitch clock is getting even more reduced. So once that pitch clock kicked in, those numbers start going down. And okay. again, if they go more down or the number, or the pitch clock goes more down, you know, I got you. I got you. Um, I feel like in the, in the same vein as older players stay away from Lance Lynn mm-hmm. with a hundred foot pole. Do not, do not take and I, and I'm, I need Lance Lynn to to prove me wrong this year because he was one of the Cardinals offseason pickups, but he led the league uh, National League in homers allowed last year. He's 35, 36. We're we're hoping that bringing him back to St. Louis for one more year is going to give us some I mean if he if he can give us a low 4 ERA and 150 innings, I'll be happy, but don't 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 go with Lance Lynn. I think you should stay away from Brandon Crawford. I feel like you should stay away from, and I love Chuck Nasty, but Charlie Blackman's past his prime. Um, as fun as he may be to keep on your bench simply for the stealing, I don't think Estieri Ruiz from the Athletics is a good pick because he's, unless he just explodes at the plate this year. But, uh, Back in the pitching, I think, honestly, honestly, I think the, uh, I think that, um, I can see his face and I, I'm, 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 I'm crapping all over myself right now. Um, what do you play for? That one team in that one city. He's an older cat, but, uh, okay, okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, Araldis Chapman with the Pirates. I know they just picked him up, and they're hoping that he can have a good early couple of months so that they can trade him for some young pieces. But I'd stay away from Chapman. I just until he can keep the ball in the yard. I don't. I don't. I don't think he's worth picking up on your team. I think he's more of a liability. But and uh, then, there's a lot of players I hope prove me wrong because you always don't want to wish someone a bad season. You want to make sure they're healthy. Oh, no, no, no. And, and just because we say stay away from them, that, that, that's not us saying, you know, they're the devil and I wish nothing but ill on them. It's oh, just, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's just I, I would humbly suggest that maybe you take an alternate look. But uh, we're going to be talking about this fantasy baseball league a lot more leading up into the draft. And then I feel like, once or twice a That's month, cool. we can do some weekly updates. <clears throat> uh, we may or may not have plans to get a, a Patreon for the 643 going here soon, and it might be something that we can do do some content for it behind the paywall or something, but we'll figure it out. But we're definitely going to keep keep everybody updated on the, on the fantasy stuff. But briefly, I want to transition into some hot news that's going on in the league. Uh, you might not be aware, but Fanatics just took over 
a lot of the sports world and a lot of what baseball is doing. And Fanatics, alongside Nike, released their new uh, Vapor dry fit jerseys that they've been handing out. And they've been catching quite a bit of flack. So I'm going to share my screen right quick. Share my sound. I'm going to play this bad boy. And I'm not hearing it. Your jerseys? One player said, quote, the look of it is like a knockoff jersey from TJ Maxx. Nike says the jerseys are supposed to, quote, improve mobility, moisture management, and fit while keeping sustainability in mind. The jerseys are definitely lighter, but one Orioles pitcher said that's not necessarily a good thing. To be clear, this wasn't the Orioles' decision to switch. These new jerseys are league-wide. MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred is sticking by the product, and he said he expects players to get used to them. Now that could be the case, but O's players have noticed the color is different. One said, quote, you look like a pumpkin out there. Now some players are willing to reserve judgment until the hot summer months when those thin jerseys might make a difference. But the early returns are not good. Let us know what you think of the jerseys and read more at thebaltimorebanner.com. What do So that gives a little insight into the public opinion and some of the players' opinions about the jerseys and as well as Commissioner Rob Manfred's. One thing I want to bring to note is they do, in fact, look like the NFL or the MLB went to Wish and ordered a bunch of jerseys. They're <clears throat> significantly worse, in my opinion. Um, colors don't match. Like for the Dodgers, the the seam used to break in between the O and the second D, and now they've got it breaking through that second D, and it just looks really weird. They've almost curved the last names more and changed the font size. And it's just a bunch of, a bunch of, to me, unnecessary cost cutting or, you know, in the name of saving pennies, cutting corners, and nobody seems to be really happy with the product. Yeah. I, uh, when I first looked at them too, um, Honestly, they're reminding me of my high school uh, baseball jerseys. Um, I, I I get the idea in terms of, you know, again, going back to the, what the person said about the hot summer days, you know, trying to keep them cool and stuff. But it's just you could have done a lot more with that product as well. You could have, again, you could have made those last names pop out. You could have made the correct adjustments to make the jerseys professional and look presentable as well. Well, my thing is, is you could have made the – made the change to whatever material you needed to, but you didn't need to change anything aesthetically. Mm -hmm. There was no need to change the way that, and the biggest, the biggest uh, knock on it I've heard is it's all steam pressed heat transferred instead of there being actual patches that are stitched on there. <clears throat> so it just has a very cheap feel. And you know, as well as I do, baseball players are some of the most superstitious and, ritualistic people and i don't mean ritualistic in an esoteric or woo-woo manner listeners i hold your horses i mean ritualistic as in these guys do things in a certain order every day and if they miss something in their routine they feel 
like that affects them in their performance. <laughs> like this is real. If you if you don't believe me, what's the movie with Charlie Sheen? Uh <laughs> where where uh where he plays baseball, uh wild thing. Oh, uh Major League. Major League. Go watch yep. Major League. And there's a dude in there that builds a, a shrine in his locker. He's so he's so locked into his routine. Then he hit a so, curveball, but it hits a fastball five hundred feet dead center. That's right. But um I thought it was interesting. You know, there's not really just a whole lot of news going on in the MLB world right now. We've still got the 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 Boris Forest as they've been called. Uh Scott Boris, the MLB agent who represents some of the high highest paid players in the game as well as some of the hottest names and Jordan Montgomery reigning uh, NL Cy Young winner Blake Snell Matt Chapman and um dang who's the other one Cody Bellinger, Cody Bellinger. have yet to sign a team and spring training has officially started yeah, it's uh, pretty interesting. Uh, who do you think? Do you think? Do you think they go back to their old teams? Do you think they go to a new team? Where do you think I they're think going? I think the best thing for Billy is to go back to Chicago. I think I the best agree. thing for Chicago, they should have never let him hit free agency. If we're being honest, I like I told you off off the air. I think Matt Chapman should go to San Francisco. I think Matt Chapman would be an amazing addition for San Francisco. I can't remember who they've got playing third. I think Tyro Estrada playing mm-hmm. third. You're telling me you'd rather have Tyro Estrada than Matt Chapman playing the hot corner, a generational talent, a defensive wizard. And I don't think he's done at the plate. I mean, he offers a, 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 a genuinely good stick. He had, uh, he had a solid start to the last season too. He was sure. very good. Yeah. Very good in power and slug and average. I mean, average is yeah. one of the most you looked at stats in baseball. Um, and he was consistent for a while and then he, you know, hit a slump. And I think, again, I agree. He has a lot of game left in him. Um, I, I've said it even in my last in my previous episode. I think Blake Snell's going to the Angels. I think the Angels, you know, if you really look at um, their their news, you know, Artie Mariano was supposed to sell the team, but then it came to uh, everyone's attention that he is not selling the team. And he's just trying to stay under that luxury tax. um, So he doesn't have to pay the extra tax for next year. Um, So I do think with him going cheap this year, he's going to want to try to get somebody that's, you know, a superstar and get him more money after losing Shohei. Um, So he's going to go for Blake Snell. And I think that they're going to get the angels are the only one that are going to be willing to play Hey Blake Snell, what Blake Snell wants to be paid? Yeah, well, if I don't know if you uh, saw this recent news, but Trevor Bauer was actually at Tempe Field a couple days ago. Hey, and so I'm all for TB. Me too. Back in the me hey, too. Bauer outage deserves a shot. That man was never found guilty. Yep. That man was never convicted of anything, and he had his not. I mean, it wasn't a spotless reputation. Anyways, he he was already creating quite a stir in the league before all that, but he never should have he never should have gone through anything that he went through. I definitely would love to see Bauer back in the league. 
That is a player I think okay. would be in contention. Maybe not for a scion, but for easily top fifteen in in sure. ranking for pitchers. That dude but, went to Japan, yeah. came back, and he's looking great. Was he was he accused? I'm assuming he was accused of something, and then some some sexual wrongdoings. <clears throat> but it came out that the girl made it all up. That everything that they did do was consensual, and that she conspired with her friend to get his money from the jump. There little videos of like them two and all that, and she like she accused for like beatings and stuff. There was no marks or anything on yep. the body. Yep. So. Yep. Wow. But, uh, so did yeah. they kick him out of the league for that? Yeah. During that, during yeah. That, they gave they him the him longest suspension in MLB history. I think that was a classless thing but i get what it was like, it like 300 and something games yeah but then you look at marcel and i'm a Braves fan you look at marcel azunia and all those domestic violence issues and dude play is still in the league getting paid Old camera big money. beating his wife in the front yard getting on camera getting you know pulled over by cops and be like oh, i'm marcuna from the braves yeah i'm yeah. good um so, when it comes to jordan wow. montgomery though the the last of the boris four that we haven't talked about i personally want to see him back in in St. Louis. I think he would be the 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 perfect complementary arm to pair with Sonny Gray at the top of that rotation in St. Louis and he's he's been there before and he did well. Uh the only reason that that he left St. Louis is because we had a historically bad season last year. I would love to see him back, but if he doesn't wind up back in St. Louis. Honestly, I don't I don't know where he's gonna end up. There's, I have an idea um where I think he could potentially lead up. Um he's not going back to Texas. They've all but said they're done making moves. Yeah. I uh I think maybe somebody like the Pirates can make a move for that because you know they're a young team bringing a veteran presence. It hurts so bad. It would hurt so bad. <laughs> I, I told you this offline too. I want him on the Braves. Um, thinking long term, rise. You know, the Braves need a good pitcher. I knew when the Braves moving. signed uh, Chris Sale that they weren't going to go after money. Yeah, I, I think. Well, here's the thing that's also interesting with the Braves. If they go over luxury tax this year again, or excuse me, next year, that's going to be the third year in a row where they go over luxury tax. So they're going to have to pay. Big bucks each time they put in somebody. Yep. You got guys like Acuna that's going to put up MVP seasons consistently. They're going to want to keep him there. Um, and he stated that he wants to be a Brave for life. So sure. you got to be careful. Uh, but I do think he goes to Pittsburgh. I, I do see someone like, you know, with Kyle Bradish being injured. I think the Baltimore Orioles can try to make a move for that. Um, you got San Fran. You can even try San Fran for that. Um, I can a lot see Monty in San Fran. Yep. I can see. Uh, maybe even somebody like the Marlins. You know, they they've made some couple hey, acquisitions. Hey, if he he ends up in you know if he were to end up in Philly, ooh, you know, even though they just signed Whit Merrifield, um, but if he ended up in Philly, I know you're a Braves fan, but I that would be nasty. I have a lot of respect for the Phillies, so I I I mean, as much as it sucks being you know them whooping our butt. Every year, you, you got to. It's got to be good having decent competition in your in your own division. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think the Mets are going to be bad this year. I think the Marlins, yeah. the Marlins got way overhyped than what they were. I think their projection win percentage and all that they're going to be roughly around eighty days. But hey, if they go and get Tim Anderson to pair up with with Jazz Chisholm, that could be a little something something. I agree. They just uh, signed somebody recently too. Um, I forgot who it was. Um, 
but they uh, signed somebody too recently. Well, so. that's a quick look into some MLB league stuff. Kyle, you got anything for us <laughs> on the on the MMA front? Yeah, yeah. While you guys were chatting, I've been looking up uh, MLB stuff over here. So um, don't mind me. I'm just educating myself. But uh, yeah, last night. Topics. Yeah, yeah, yep. I'm writing down all these guys you guys are throwing out there, and you know, you better hope. Oh, I'm not you can text me whenever you want. I'll help you out too. We'll <laughs> okay. all help each other out. All right, I appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, last night we had UFC 298. That was pretty freaking awesome. Um, not everything went the way that I had planned. You know, sometimes it'd be like that. But aren't you a Volkanovski the- fan? Uh, yeah, I love Volkanovski. I think he's just a great, solid human being. Um, he was winning. He was winning. He definitely took the first round. Was doing pretty good in round two, and then Tapuria fucking caught his ass with the with the right hand, and Volk went down. Um, one another fighter that I really like is uh, Robert Whitaker. So he actually fought last night, Paulo Costa, um, and he ended up winning by uh, on Unanimous decision. And then we have Ian Machado Gary. So he fought uh, Jeff Neal and ended up winning. Um, I was hoping he didn't win. I'm not a really big, real big fan of this guy. Um, Mackenzie Dern fought Amanda Lemos. I was kind of hoping Dern was going to take that. She did not even come close. So, yeah, no, there were some good fights on last night. Um, I'm really looking forward to UFC 300. Uh, where uh, Jamal Hill, he's one of my one of my favorites. He had to vacate the title uh, due to an Achilles injury, so he will be now fighting for that, fighting to get his belt back. So that's what gonna be uh, division awesome. is he in? I believe he is. I believe he is middleweight, and I'm going to confirm right now for you. But I'm pretty is sure is it McGregor middle, and uh, Chandler fighting? Uh, light heavyweight. No, a lot of people speculated that that was supposed to be happening. Um, so far, I'm not seeing that anywhere on the UFC 300 card. Yep. Nope. Nope. But there's going to be some good fights for that. We got Holly home. Um, she's ranked number five, uh, for Bantamweight. She's kind of an OG as far as the female fighters go. Um, you got Bobby green, Bobby greens, I believe, uh, is from Fontana, California. So I'm kind of hoping that he wins and he's fighting Jim Miller. Jim Miller is an OG man. This guy, he's, he's an OG. Um, yeah, you got Charles Oliveira fighting Justin Gaethje, who currently has the BMF belt, the bad motherfucker belt. So he's going to be fighting another OG Max Holloway. Uh, but let me check out real quick. Let me check out UFC 299 and see if uh, uh, let's see if he if uh, Chandler and McGregor is supposed to fight. I have no hope for for Conor McGregor to be honest with you. He's I think he's washed up. See, this is where been... I get humbled because I, I I turn into you when we're talking about baseball. Well, I don't know shit about UFC, dude. Like, I don't know nothing. 
I'll start. I'll start posting the fights, man. A Saturday night, you got nothing. Nothing like well, super special link, going on. I've got an app. See, and that's one thing I wanted to talk to you. I've got. I've got. A, I've got something to whisper in your ear offline for for an idea. But um, yeah, I've got a way to watch the fights. I just, man, I just need to get back into watching them. I guess. Yeah, we. You know, I I watched them back in the day. Um, like back when I was in high school, that was like the shit. One of one of the homies would you know, have, have the fights on We you go over there and hang out and drink cheap beer and what have you. And then I kind of fell off of it for a little bit. And I started picking it back up about three years ago. And uh, it's something that my fiance and I both enjoy playing or watching. So she will not sit down and watch football with me. She barely paid attention to the Super Bowl. Doesn't give a shit about pretty much any other sport except for UFC. So it's kind of like our thing where we sit down and watch them every every week. There you go. Um, and she also likes to get down on the UFC four. I think we have UFC four for the Xbox. So she she has she does like the her little career mode and what have you. But uh, yeah, I'm not seeing anything with uh, Chandler and or McGregor. Um. Gaethje and Holloway fights gonna be pretty nasty, man. That's gonna be a yeah. That's gonna be fight. dope. That's gonna be dope. And that Gaethje's Two gonna take Gaethje's gonna take the W. Um, UFC yeah. 299 is gonna be sick, dude. So Sean O'Malley and Marlon Vera. Uh, we got Dustin Poirier, Benoit Saint, Benoit Saint Denis, and then my one of my favorite fighters of all time is Kevin Holland. Ugh. So he's actually fighting Michael Page, aka Michael Venom Page, who is coming back from bellator i think he just signed with the ufc so yeah we got some exciting fights coming up man i'm fucking juiced i'm juiced i don't know why i just i really love it man i love ufc i love mixed martial arts and that's my shit i'm trying to stay hydrated here i got a little sick i had to i had to step away i got sick i took some uh, ibuprofen before we started the show on an empty stomach and yeah it didn't really work out for me so but I'm here, man. I trooped that bitch out. <clears throat> Let's go. Like I said, I'm, I'm going to have to start watching some fights so that I can stay stay informed on the on the, on the fighting tip. Maybe I can learn some well, pointers, how to throw some punches. There you go. Hey, we're, uh, we're signing up my youngest daughter this week for jujitsu so she can get a uh, not even, it's not even because I like MMA and I want her to like it too but i think it'll be good for her to uh, to get in there and meet some friends because we do the homeschooling thing it's kind of a pain in the ass you know i feel like we're slightly robbing her a little bit um but then again i strongly disagree with the school system and uh yeah i'm not having my daughter become an indoctrinated like like the rest of us so let's go I'm going to hang on to it as long as we can. If it doesn't work out, then you know what? Back into maybe we'll get into like a private school or or something like that. Uh, anyhow. Yeah. Anyhow. Well, guys, I think this has been a, a, a blasty blast of an episode. I learned a lot. I learned a lot. I've been paying attention while you guys are chatting and I'm I'm educating myself. So thank you guys. There's a lot of stuff we can bring to this, you know, to the table with this. It's, it's great. Like I said earlier, great team. And, uh, I think we're all excited for sure. Yeah, man. And this was just the tip of the iceberg. I mean, we didn't even go in too in depth into any one part of the of the fantasy sports, you know, thing. So I mean there's a lot of a lot of 
content to be covered with it and you know it's going to be a it's going to be a good long baseball season that's going to be full of highs and lows for every team so there's not going to be a lack of content for the weekly sports shows and of course we're still going to be talking about the fights and we'll talk about the foosballs and the shooty hoops as much as we can you know i keep my eyes on a little bit of everything so the wednesday sports show is about to be some fire oh yeah be popping popping well gavin dude you're killing it man and I'm 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 honored to have you on with us. I I thoroughly appreciate you. I uh, think this is a gonna be beautiful ride for all parties involved. And oh yeah, Chef, you did it again, my boy. <laughs> you I'm found here, us. I'm a, you found us a gym. Huh. Yep, I Thank knew you. it. It took it took a little teeth pulling at first, but then uh, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm just so stoked because it's so addicting, dude. It's so addicting. It's nice to have people, you know, to chat with, you know, like-minded folk to chat with about things like this, um, sports, whatever the case may be. And um, it's a nice little fun pastime activity. And yeah, man, it's, it's cool. Sure. It's, 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 uh, it's a, it, you know, each, each of our shows, they're, 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 they're babies they're little children and watching them grow and develop and, um, start, you know, getting some Patreon action. Hopefully, get some merch going soon. It's just a lot of fun, man. It, it's it's a lot of fun. So, absolutely, thank, dude. Thank you all. Um, hope you guys have a blessed blessed rest of your Sunday. For sure, Gavin, you got to come up with a with a departing slogan. Chef's got his his trademark slogan. I've got mine. You've got to come up Let's with some, I wanna, uh, with departing words. So when we sign off, you're gonna have to. You know, you're gonna have to throw your throw your slogan out there. So Chef, Gavin, dear listeners, we appreciate y'all for sticking with us and uh make sure to go check out Gavin's uh YouTube page. Go check him out on uh Google and Apple and Spotify and all the good stuff. YouTube. It's the yeah, the YouTubes and the stuff's the MVP cast. Go check him out and go give him go give him some listens and some rates. But come to the end of our venture for today gentlemen it's been a blast listeners we appreciate y'all we love y'all god bless y'all as always we'll catch y'all next time stay fly be kind and hasta la pasta